Welcome to Kicking with the Northwoods with your host, Corey, Northwoods RV Life. This live video broadcast is brought to you by www.thenorthwoodsrvlife.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the channel. If you're new here, I'm Corey, and this is the Northwoods where we're showing you that freedom is an adventure. I'd like to go ahead and welcome everyone for joining us today in our live video podcast. You can also find the replay of this on YouTube after the show, or you can find it on all major podcasting applications, including Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and welcome a few people that's coming into the room here. Looks like we have... Uh, Gary from RV Living Life is in here. Harold from One Strange Adventure. Like, good to see you guys. Uh, Kevin from Where RV Stain. Good to see you. Uh, let's see who else. I think I saw Lucky Dog come in here earlier. Susan, good to see you. Uh, so we got a few people coming in. Uh, big shout out to our uh, channel members. As always, you guys are awesome. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to run this banner down here in the bottom of the show. Uh, for all of our channel members that help to support the channel through channel memberships, if you'd like to become a member, there's a join button down below that you can join our channel members and get access to special emojis, behind-the-scenes content, and members-only live streams and giveaways. So um, if you want to become a member, you can click that join button. If you're on the podcast listening to this, you can go to members.thenorthwoodsrvlife.com, and it'll take you to where you need to be to get signed up. All righty. So with that, we'll go ahead and we'll bring in our guest tonight. Uh, no other than Mr. Steve Turtle. <laughs> good to see you, Mr. Turtle. <laughs> it's good to be here. Thanks, Corey. It's, I haven't had the opportunity to catch up with you lately. Uh, I know I've been just so busy to try catching everyone's shows. Sure. So for everyone listening, uh, both here and on the podcast, um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, what you're about and what your channel's about and what new you uh, that you might have coming out on your channel? Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm a work camper, and uh, I normally work at campgrounds. My wife and I usually are campground host. Uh, she's usually in the office, and I'm usually out on the grounds uh, doing the maintenance and things like that. Uh, we're full time RVers, have been for about three years now, and uh, we started in 2017 and uh made a trip uh our, our first trip was a vacation we traveled route 66 for a month uh from chicago down to uh santa monica which was an awesome trip if you ever get a chance to do it you should do it and take your time and see everything that you can see oh i bet uh yeah on my channel i talk about work camping uh i, I goof off a good bit i talk about a little bit of everything i try to make a uh, you know, my videos a little, little funny, a uh, little uh, humorous, but also have some content that is of some value about, you know, the things that I do and the adventures I take. Uh, we're present. You know, I've, always in, I've always enjoyed your, uh, your uh, sense of humor and comedy in your uh, videos as well as I'm sure many others have as well. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I, I am a bit quirky, but uh, I enjoy it. It's me and uh, I, I like what I do. We're, we're currently working in Concan, Texas, out in the hill, t uh, hill country. Uh, we're working on winter projects for a campground uh, uh, owner and managers. And uh, 
that's where we're going to spend our winter. And then, I don't know, we'll adventure back east uh, probably in the spring. You know, when I first ran across you, you were up in uh, Pennsylvania. Yes, sir. Uh, we're camping. And I'm glad you're not there right now. Uh, we've been getting some uh, negative temps in the morning up this way. And it's been uh, pretty darn chilly. <laughs> This morning, I think it was four below, and uh, the wind chill said it was five above. So I guess if you want to call that a heat wave, I guess. <laughs> That's, I know what you mean. I actually apologize in my next video about the cold weather that the Northeast is having uh, because I feel so bad that we're having such nice weather. Yep. Uh, I know everyone that's uh, down south for the winter have all been uh, bragging that, you know, what the great temps are down there and yeah. uh, up here. We, we we can't complain. Winter didn't really start until about a week and a half ago up here. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we had a couple dustings of snow, but we didn't really have cold weather. But she's here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a few texts and messages from uh, uh, the Northeast. Yeah. So why don't we go ahead and we start out and um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what work camping is and... Um, what types of work camping there are that's out there for people and right. things like that. Yes. Uh, work camping by definition is uh, any place that you receive something of value uh, and you work or you sleep in your RV, you're a work camper. So if you're a, if you're a blogger uh, and you receive, you know, money from those blogs and you live in your RV, you're a work camper. Uh, a digital nomad can be a work camper. The traditional work camping jobs started many years ago uh, as retired people going to campgrounds, working for a period of time for a site. And it was just a trade and labor for a site. Uh, it has morphed into all types of things now to include 40 hour a week jobs for people that want those. Uh, but you can work you know, Amazon fulfillment centers, beet harvest, gate guarding, uh, campground host, uh, just a, a plethora of different types of jobs, uh, you know, that are available and some that are, you know, just sort of weird jobs. I talked to a gentleman just the other day and uh, there's a, a an organization that uh, is looking for volunteers and they offer you lodging either with a, a trailer pad or you know, a, a cabin or something like that, but they're uh, organic farmers and you work on an organic farm to work off your, uh, your site. Now, I know a lot of people talk a lot, especially in the fall with the, uh, you know, the beet harvest and stuff um, like through Wisconsin and stuff like that. I know there's a lot of talk about work camping up in that time. Now, I assume that those must pay really good for people to want to travel all the way across the country to get to those jobs. Yeah, the, the beet harvest. Now, I've never did the beet harvest. Uh, they've had good years and they've had bad years. You know, if it's really cold and wet, it's, all, you know, it's very difficult for them to harvest the beets. But from what I understand, they pay you really well. And it's sort of like gate guarding. You work really hard for a short period of time and make some good money. They pay uh, time and a half, double time, uh, and they give a, a lot of hours out. So uh, you People, I've, I've heard of people that actually have real jobs that take their vacation and go work the beet harvest just to make some money. Hmm. So you'd mentioned gatekeeping. 
what's the difference there really between your typical camp work camping job and gatekeeping? Uh, the, the gate guarding industry has uh, sort of uh, evolved from Texas oil fields where the ranchers and the oil uh, industries uh, want security. Uh, a bunch of security companies, you know, popped up and they hire individuals with their RV to work and guard a gate. Uh, there's different types of gate guarding. There's 24 hours, which you stay at the site. Somebody's always available. And there's others that are 12 hours. You go for 12 hours, then you go back to your camper and stay. Uh, there's pipeline guarding, but all of it is uh, basically just being available, vigilant, signing people in and out, controlling access in and out of the oil fields. Okay. And for you, from your experience, the type of work camping that you've done, typically how long does that usually run for you? Just like through a camping season or have you stayed on longer or? Well, actually we did stay longer. Uh, usually campground owners or managers are looking for somebody to do the season. To their benefit, if you stay the whole season, they don't have to worry about mid-season finding somebody else. Occasionally you might find a short stay advertised because they had a loss of someone left early or got you know ill for one reason or another and left but generally they want you to stay for six months for campground hosting so what type of duties like if you are a campground host what type of duties are they expecting you to to carry out while you're there and things you typically with most of those jobs right typically the uh there's there's the inside duty and outside duty for couples. And that's generally what they're looking for. The inside duty, they want the, uh, the person, it could be either or male or female, but they want the person to uh, do reservations, answer phones, take messages, talk to customers and answer questions and things like that. Sometimes they stock the store, uh, do point of sale, things like that. The, the, the other person would be outside and they would do things like mowing the grass, weed eating, uh, watering flower beds, planting flowers, anything for groundskeeping to include firewood delivery, propane refills, uh, you know, talking to customers. Uh, if there's any problems when people come in where the Wi-Fi doesn't work or the cable doesn't work, you have to assist in those things. So uh, just a sort of a gamut of things. Uh, that's, you know, what is typical. So where are you originally from and how did you first get started work camping? <laughs> Good question. I'm originally from South Carolina. Uh, I was in the service and when I retired out of the service, I moved up to Pennsylvania. And uh, my wife and I, we've talked about work camping for years and, you know, never really put a plan together, just sort of some general thoughts. And one day I was, I was working, it was a hot day and I don't know, a little stressful over the job and, you know, everything that goes along with one of those nine to five or uh, nine to nine jobs. Uh, I drove home and, and on the porch sat the real estate agent and my wife, and I wasn't really sure what was going on. I got out of the truck. She said, come on down, sign the papers. We're going to sell the house and go full-time RVing. <laughs> so what's some of the major pros and cons that you found over the years work camping with different jobs? Uh, 
No, there's a lot of pros and cons. It just depends on what you like to do. Uh, you know, there are campground jobs that, uh, you know, like state jobs and Corps of Engineer jobs where you host and you don't do as much physical work. You do a lot of greeting people and just a little bit of upkeep, light maintenance. Uh, there are some jobs that are projects where, you know, you get really involved in some carpentry or, or uh, you know, masonry or something like that. But it, it all depends on your skill set and what you're comfortable with and, uh, you know, what's available as far as uh, jobs. So do you typically find work camping jobs moving from north to south as camping seasons change? Or is there um, a lull time in between all that or? Uh, it all depends on the individuals. We're sort of loosey-goosey with our schedule. We don't really schedule too far out, and we leave it open so that we have a lot of flexibility. Uh, like this job, we're going to end in May, and we don't have anything planned after that. Uh, however, we have some family matters that we want to take care of, so we'll probably go back to Pennsylvania and take care of some family matters, and then uh, we'll, we'll go from there. So it it depends on people's travel and what they want to do and, and whether they're looking for full-time work or part-time work. Uh, we'd like, like to get to the point that we work less and travel more. So as you're traveling around the country, you know, every six months or whatever, um, do you find it difficult to find time or means to, to continue to have hobbies or community involvement and things like that? Or, uh, no, not really, because every place has their thing. Like uh, we're here in the hill country and it's pretty isolated. Uh, I think we travel about 30 minutes to the closest big town. And uh, my wife's talked to the uh, Humane Society about volunteering for helping out with the animals, you know, take them for a walk, feed them, clean the cages, things like that. Uh, at one one place, uh, she volunteered at a, uh, a community uh, store, you know, a community aid store that, uh, you know, sold uh uh, used clothing and articles and things like that. So, you know, you can get involved in a community, uh, you know, wherever you're at. So I don't know, there's, you know, you can always get involved in the local community wherever you are. Right. right. Yeah. So let's see here. What else have I got on my list here? So one of the things uh, I know my wife, Lori, wanted me to ask is, how did the chicken come about on your channel? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Monkey started it and, uh, Monkey was picked up at a yard sale and he became our, uh, our escort in the vehicle. So he was our lucky charm. So he went everywhere that the vehicle, we just left him in the vehicle and that was his, his job. He took care of the, you know, making sure we were safe from place to place. And then after that, we just started to accumulate these characters. Well, my wife was working at this community aid store and, uh, um, she found the chicken and brought it home and then chicken developed uh, his own personality and <laughs> just materialized from a store. <laughs> I know when I catch your shows, I give you a super chat just so I can see the chicken. So yeah, yeah. Chicken squawk, <laughs> chicken squawk. Yeah. Thank you very much. So uh, tell us uh, of a crazy story that you may have experienced while you were camping. Huh? Crazy stories. Let me see. Well, the typical crazy stories are all the things that happen around the campground uh, with the the guest. Uh, our last campground, uh, a gentleman came in, he picked a site 
and he didn't like the site. So he came back in the office and asked the ladies, you know, could I move my, you know, site? And they found one that was available and, and uh, he, he proceeded to drive to his new site. Well, I was out making my rounds and he come running across the, uh, uh, the parking lot and he goes, Hey, I got a problem. I got a problem. And I'm thinking a water spigot's broken and there's water shooting everywhere. He drove his fifth wheel beside our basketball goal and the rim cut into his fifth wheel and made about an eight foot gash down the side of his fifth wheel. It was buried so deep into his fifth wheel. We couldn't get it unstuck. I had to take the basketball goal down in order to remove it, it was a uh, it was quite an adventure, but uh, lots of stories like that where people you know they they don't have the best vacation that they had planned. Yeah, um, there's always some entertainment going on around the campground. I know Absolutely. there's been a few times we've uh, grabbed the video cameras. You know, people are ripping their awnings off on trees or yes uh, fifth wheel that looks like it might tip over on its side because of you know where they got into and. <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so we run into our share of that just out camping and stuff as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, let's see what else did I got here? Oh, um, where are some typical places where people would go look if they're looking for work camping? How do you find these jobs? Uh, well, the the easiest way is just to go to your Google or whatever browser you use and type type in work camping jobs, and you'll get some uh, returns on that. The number one place uh, for the industry is Work Camping News. Uh, okay. They do have some free literature and free job postings, uh, but if you really want to get down to the you know the the real good information, uh, you you need to become a member. Uh, I think okay. if you register, you can be a non-paying member, and you have some you know uh, uh, benefits. Uh, I think the first level is 1995 uh, and you get some emails about job postings, but the, uh, the, the one that you really want is the uh, diamond level and it's $47 a year and they will send you jobs as soon as they're posted to your email and you can get those, you know, daily. Uh, they also have a very good, uh, 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 a site for resumes, posting your resumes so that uh, employers can find your resumes. Uh, you post a picture of yourself so that they can see you uh, and you can respond to an ad from that same tab and send off your uh, resume to potential employers. So it's a really, really nice feature, but again, you have to pay for it. My second uh, job search tool would be work camping jobs. Uh, it's, you don't pay. They usually have more ads. Uh, but I found that sometimes the ads aren't removed as quick as they're, they're filled. So you might, you know, respond to an ad that's already filled, but you know, that happens, but it's a very good source. Another free source is work camping, uh, Facebook group, uh, simple to join, doesn't cost you any money. And there are so many people that post jobs, people that have been in those jobs and post it because they're leaving or because they feel, you know, that it's a really good job or people that hear about jobs and post them. So those are three good sources for work camping jobs. Uh, and as far as gate guarding, same thing, go on Facebook, 
type in gate guarding and you'll get several uh, very good Facebook uh, groups that post jobs. Okay, cool. So was it hard leaving the ducks at the campground in, uh, in Pennsylvania? I know you kind of took them in, nurtured them, and they were kind of like part of the family. I, I'm thinking I am the first work camper that has had ducks in his camper. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I really like about your channel is that, you know, your whole channel is about uh, telling the story of a work camper and um, just kind of the daily, you know, things that you go through as being a work camper. And you're like a master of storyteller with a comedy flair in there. And uh, so what's some of the things that you are got going on at the campground where you're hosting right now that you're working on or? Well, uh, as you know, I'm a very good uh, caller of birds, squirrels, groundhogs, and now deer. And uh, I'm, I'm practicing to call uh, javelinos because there's a lot of those around here. And, and I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to hone in that skill. Uh, <laughs> is the woodchuck still chucking your wood? The woodchuck is still here. He follows me around. <laughs> and I saw turkeys. I saw turkeys this afternoon. I might even try to call one of them in. <laughs> well, there you go. You start working on your turkey calls. Yes. <laughs> you become the turkey whisperer. Uh, you know, I like to I like to lighten it up a little bit and, uh, you know, also try to sprinkle some decent content around it as well. I know you're quite handy uh, from watching your videos and things that you've worked on and repurposed and things like that. So uh, I'm sure that's a, a good tool to have if you're going to be a work camper and you have to make repairs and keep things going and uh, things like that. So um you know yeah you've been pretty creative some of the things i saw you you know make out of stuff that you pulled out of a dumpster somewhere or, uh. <laughs> i did <laughs> I, not only do i empty my trash i also check see what's in it oh no no i i hadn't been looking i yeah can you put him in timeout <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you know, do you have uh, any idea where you are heading out this summer or, or thoughts of where you might head? Well, we know we're going back to Pennsylvania in May. Uh, we're hoping to get back towards Chicago, uh, Indiana, Ohio, somewhere around July. And we'll probably be looking for our, our, our winter job again. So, yeah. Uh, the summer might be a little bit of a, a time off time for us do a little traveling and then uh, probably get something down south again for the winter. Well, I sure hope that things uh, start to turn around here for this summer and, and it can be a little more productive for everyone doing some traveling and stuff. How has it been uh, camp hosting during a pandemic? Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> I'd tell you it was terrible, but it was really good for the campground owners. We had a slow start in 20 because of the pandemic. And once, you know, things started to open up, it just blew up. It was constant people in the park. I mean, as soon as people left, people were coming in. I think this year is going to be just as, as bad or good as it was last year. I think it's going to be booming. 
one of the things I was really impressed with this year, once things started to open up up here in Michigan, um, they opened up here like in mid-June last year um, because of COVID. Everything opened late. But one of the things I thought was really good is that the campgrounds that we did stay at during the summer did a really excellent job of trying to you know, minimize contact and things like that. All of them had started using either apps to order um, ice and wood and things like that, or propane refills, things like that. Or they would just have you text a number and they would come to your site, drop stuff off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have to applaud all the campground owners that they, you know, in difficult times, they really, you know, jumped up to try to get people camping and get them out there still. Yes. I, I think a lot of campgrounds did a lot of things trying to make sure that, you know, we could continue to camp and uh, people had a place to go. So let's see what's some other things uh, with having to be a camp host. I'm sure you get plenty of entertainment pe- watching people back in their trailers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a hoot. Sometimes we all just stand up at the garage door and watch. <laughs> but I but but we do, you know, when we when we can, we help. But sometimes people don't want help. They're like, oh, I got it, regardless of how bad they're doing. <laughs> I actually uh, sat and watched somebody come in with a little pop up. You know how these short trailers, sometimes they jackknife really quick on you mm-hmm. compared to a longer trailer that has a longer wheelbase. And they were trying to back in this poor little pop up into this site for an hour and a half. And they couldn't get it in there without jackknifing it. <laughs> Finally, they just unhooked it and rolled it in by hand. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I understand how it is, Joe. Those small, short trailers like that, before you know they're you know out of line, you're jackknifed, and you yes. got to start all over again. <laughs> short, short trailers are tough. I, I saw a guy, he had his car. He was backing in a pop-up, and he had his car all cockeyed, jackknifed. And I pulled up, and I said, do you want me to guide you in? He says, no, I want you to get in the car and back it in. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> well, this is why so many campers like pull through sites. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, uh, tell us a little bit about the campground where you're at right now. Uh, how many sites do they got and what uh, kind of amenities and things like that? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's a pretty awesome campground. And I do plan to do a review of the campground, but, uh, it has about 50 sites or 50, cam- uh, uh, camper sites and it has about uh 25 or so no yes yeah, somewhere around 25 cabins so they have a lot of cabins it is on the frio river you can literally walk from your campsite down to the river and the river is awesome i mean it's like crystal clear water blue green aqua color underneath uh, so they have tubing uh have a nice playground a dog park um and of course like i said river access that's the big thing um they have uh what do they, what do they call that thing uh tether ball yep they got tether ball volleyball uh a little bit of everything it's it's a uh, it's uh, really a a happening place a lot of a lot of uh cabins a lot of campgrounds along the river and uh, the river is the draw. Yeah, we have a campground we really like that's fairly close to us, only about a half hour from home. And uh, it's right on the river. It's called the Maple River here in Michigan. 
and it's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's nowhere near a town, uh, but you roll in there and they let you park your camper in line with the river so that your awning opens right up to the river. Right. And it's just so nice and quiet. Across the river is all state game area, so there's it's quiet. There's no noise going on. And it's just mm-hmm. like you're just sitting on the riverbank all day fishing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we we just realized a couple days ago that they have these big pigs that run wild here. They're called boars, and they have these long four-inch tusks. Uh, we didn't think there were any in this area but we found out that they are so now every time we go out at night we're a little cautious <laughs> yeah texas is really run over by uh russian boar um yeah pretty much anywhere in texas so uh yeah. they like to come out at night hit the golf courses and things yeah. like that <laughs> so. yeah. well we saw that on one end of the campground they were rooting up all the the roots down there and uh we were talking to the campground manager and he goes, Oh yeah, we got pigs. <laughs> Surprised he's not, uh, not trying to shoot them off at night because I know, uh, down there it's pretty much uh, shoot to kill for hogs, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're considered a nuisance. Yeah. We don't have many here in Michigan, but, uh, we do have some and, um, they didn't want it to get out of hand like it does down South. So they've, uh, made it shoot to kill up here as well. Uh, if you see them, you're allowed to yeah. shoot them and uh, try to keep the populations down. So, Right, right, right. Because, boy, down in the south, they're they're rough through uh, Florida and all the southern states and, uh, you know, Texas and stuff. There's a mm-hmm. lot of hogs running loose. <laughs> so um, let's see. What else can we talk about as far as uh, work camping? Um any other, you know, types of work camping that you like over others that? Uh, I'm always looking for that different thing. Uh, you know, I've applied to a couple jobs. Uh, like this particular job, I'm not really doing any hosting. Uh, we're basically just working on projects. Uh, the campground owner has a number of projects going on uh, uh, throughout the campground. And uh, the big thing right now is we're flipping all the cabins. So. The cabins are getting painted inside and out, all new hardware, air conditioning, heating, uh, you know, any repairs that are needed. So he's got uh, about four work camping couples here, and and we're just uh, we're doing a lot of those types of things. So there's not a lot of guests here. We did have uh, maybe four or five people here last weekend and, you know, maybe a couple this uh, coming this weekend. Uh, I guess their next big thing will be uh, uh, spring break. And then after that Easter, so they're anticipating, you know, pretty good crowds then. Uh, probably get a little camp hosting in then, but right now the grass is not growing and the weeds aren't, you know, needing to be weed-eated. So we're just doing projects. Now, um, whereabouts, are you, whereabouts are you in Texas? I am about one hour west of San Antonio. Okay. So you're down yes. there. You're down there pretty low. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much due west of uh, San Antonio. Okay. Yeah, we're uh, about uh, an hour from Bandera and probably uh, an, another 30 or 40 minutes up to uh, uh, Johnson City uh, up in the hill country in that area. So you're probably wanting to get out of there before hurricane season start fire starts firing up, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, they always and, seem to get hammered down in that area, don't they? 
Yes, and that's a great thing about being a full-time RVer. You can run from those storms. <laughs> <laughs> now, what kind of uh, RV do you have? Oh, we have a 34-foot uh, travel trailer, and uh, I drag it around with my uh, my uh, 2500 Dodge Dodge Ram. 34-foot. That's pretty good size for a travel trailer. It's about about as big as you can get in a travel trailer without a park being a park model. Right, right. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's a good size. It works for us. Uh, at some sometimes we think it's a little big, and then other times we think it's a little small. But you know, it works out. It's uh, you know, when you live in a travel trailer, you gotta you gotta work at things and make it work for you. Right. Yeah. It's a small space, no matter how you look at it. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, so you gotta make it work however you can. So uh, here in Michigan, you know, we're counting down the days till our travel trailer comes out of storage. So. Uh, we've got a couple more months yet. It comes out April 17th. So uh-huh. uh, we're nipping at the bud. We want, we want to get get it back in the driveway and uh, get working on get ready to start hitting the road again. So Sure, absolutely. Yep. So, But, yeah, I've had uh, a rough go. You know, I had surgeries here about six months ago or so. Um, I just finally got off my wound vac today. Oh, okay. So, Congratulations. Great on that. So I'm finally off tether. And, yeah. uh I'm I am ready to hit the road uh, this spring and start getting out and about and uh, starting enjoying the outdoors again. So, well, hopefully, hopefully we won't have a whole lot of restrictions like we did last year. I think it's got to be better than it was last year. So, yeah, I think I think with you know the vaccines rolling out and you know just more that they know about it and things like that, I, I think it's going to be a lot easier going this year, or at least uh-huh. sure hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Now, do you plan on uh, uh, doing any meetups at all this year or anything? Or uh, Actually, I, there may be a chance that I meet up with Camper Life one more time before he heads back east. Gotcha. Uh, and on the way back east, I, I hope to try to do a couple meetups. Uh, but I haven't made any plans because that's just, you know, I don't make a lot of plans. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of full-timers don't they like to just kind of go as uh yeah. as the wind takes them <laughs> yes absolutely yeah so we are planning uh we've got a couple trips planned already uh for the year uh we are planning on being in mayberry this uh october uh-huh um you know so we have a couple meetups to go uh there there's an over there's a meetup going on here in michigan um kevin where from wherever he's staying that's in the chat is putting that together here in michigan where we okay. have some uh, people coming in. It's the M21 meetup, and right. he has information on his channel and his website about that going on here. Uh, so we're excited to, to meet some more people uh, doing YouTube and uh, just kind of uh, enjoy each other's time and uh, get to know everyone. So so, so when's that meetup? Is is it got a date yet? Uh, the one for the M21 meetup is uh, September 24th through the 26th. Okay. Yeah, I don't know where I'll be. And it's in it's in Merrill, Michigan, which is uh, right almost dead center of central uh, lower Michigan. So yeah, yeah. Was it was it Wisconsin or Michigan you were looking at the other day? Said you wanted to go there. Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, she wants to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll be there then because if she wants to go there. You're going. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We know exactly how that is. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Uh. 
So how's your channel been doing? Uh, uh, like I, said, I haven't really had much chance to drop in on you here and there. I, I have a slight dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working a lot of hours here at this, uh, this campground and I obligated myself to do so. Uh, but with that, I've struggled a little bit getting my YouTube done. Now, you know, I'm not getting rich by YouTube, so I got to right. rely on my campground job. But uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle, you know, and 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 you you know this uh, is a fact. You put a lot of time into YouTube, you know. Oh, between, yeah. We put a, between, between me and the wife, we put a lot of time uh, into YouTube. And yeah. um, I've been struggling, too. I mean, I've been overwhelmed with work at, you know, my normal job and trying yeah. to get videos out. It's a struggle. Yes. And uh, I'm kind of planning on just taking a couple of vacation days just so we can film some stuff. <laughs> I know what you mean, <laughs> but I, I, I love it. I really enjoy the creativity and the community and, you know, I don't know. It's just sort of gets in me and I, I just really enjoy it. And, you know, there's probably a lot of things that I could talk about that probably would have more value on YouTube, but this is what I do. So that's what I talk about. And, you know, I'm, I'm genuine. I talk about the things that I do every day. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and all the quirkiness is just the way I am. So right. you know, I just try to be me and tell my stories. Well, you're, you're a hell of a storyteller. And I think that's uh, just fantastic. I enjoy your, uh, your stories and uh, the comedy you throw in there. Cause you know, that's, what YouTube's really all about is storytelling. If you can tell a story sure. and somebody wants to hear it, you know, they'll, they'll come and listen. So, um, well, well thank you very much, Corey. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it's great when you can do that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, it just comes natural to you because you can obviously tell it comes natural to you because you really enjoy doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> All right. So anything upcoming on your channel that you might, uh, you know, when you get to working on something that you want to share with anyone or. Well, I have, uh, I have some, uh, some pretty good videos coming out. I'm going to have a video coming out about, uh, the, uh, uh, Pacific war museum in, uh, Fredericksburg, uh, Texas. And it was a pretty awesome, uh, museum. I, and, and I've been to a couple, but, I don't know. It's 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 it was really really awesome, and uh, I'll probably like I said I'll probably be doing a campground review here uh, for Concan Texas uh, Camp River View, and uh, probably some videos uh, in and around the uh, area. So as we travel and go see things, we'll you know we'll do a an adventure video, but I just you know just try to keep some kind of content going and uh, you know just make videos. Right. So what can you give people for advice? I know you're um, a rather uh, thrifty work camper. Um, you know, you try getting a deal wherever you can yes. and uh, to try to save a buck here and there. And what kind of tips can you give somebody that's, you know, maybe thinking that they're going to do some work camping of ways to just save money when you're out and about? Well, well the, the, the biggest value to being a work camper is that you want to make sure that you're not paying for a site because you got to figure a monthly site's going to cost you somewhere around $600 Two is, you know, higher than that. And maybe a few, you know, that are lower than that, but 
that's your room and board. So if you're working a few hours to pay for that site, that's one expense that you don't have. So that's, that's big, you know, housing. Uh, right. The next one is food. So, you know, once you're old and you can get all those senior discounts, you got to go for those, right? <laughs> That's right. You take the senior I, discounts, you hit the soup kitchens. You know? <laughs> I just I just haven't figured out how to tackle the other expense, gas, <laughs> putting it in my truck. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, gas prices aren't really that bad. I mean, considering the cost of most things that have went up, gas is really pretty much in line. Uh, yeah. but, but yeah, we try to, we try to be as frugal as possible, you know, reuse things. We, we shop at thrift stores and community aids and, uh, Goodwills. And I don't have a problem wearing somebody else's pants as long as they're washed. <laughs> hey, uh, if you, if you're working and getting dirty, what does it matter? Right? Yeah. But, you know, they say that if you want to, if you want, if you want ideas on how to save money, you ask a cheap person. <laughs> There you go. Like I said, I knew you were thrifty. I always enjoyed when you went to the Goodwill store looking for jeans and things like that. Well, you know, and every everything that I do, even, you know, when I'm working for a campground, you know, if I can see things that can be repurposed and put into your job, I think that's something that you should do. It's just, you know. Uh, right. And that's, you know, that's the way I was raised growing up. My dad was the same way. You know, my dad was a tinker. He tinkered yeah. with everything. Uh, he would repair everything. He worked on everything himself. And, you know, he took all that stuff, you know, to heart. And if you could save a dollar and do it yourself, you know, so be it, you know? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, uh, I have a, a deep appreciation for that. Like I said, I grew up like that. And, uh, you know, that when I was little, it's like, you know, you're getting your hands dirty. You're going to do it right along beside me. You're going to learn to do this. You're going to learn to do that. And, yes. um, uh, I know as an adult, you know, we're doing house remodeling or whatever. And, you know, someone's always asking, well, how'd you learn how to do that? It's like, I don't know. I just kind of grew up around it. <laughs> you learn to save a buck, um, you know, learning to do stuff yourself. So, yes, you know, it, it's funny, you know, there's a lot of pros and cons to work camping and full-time RVing, but the number one thing I like about full-timing, I don't have sticks and bricks. And I don't pay property tax or school tax. And I just love that. I think that's so cool. <laughs> hey, anywhere you can save a dime. Yeah. You know, and yep. that's the thing. That's the thing where a lot of people, you know, have a lot of questions about when they wanted to try doing full timing is, mm -hmm. well, what does it cost? Well, it's relative. It all depends on what the lifestyle you want. Yes. And it can be as cheap as or expensive as you want to make it. Right. Um, you know, and you have to, you know, make those decisions and, say, okay, I'm fine with this, or, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, you can live as cheap as you want if you're mm -hmm. willing to sacrifice is what yes. it comes down to. So. Yes. And, and it's not for everyone. I mean, some people enjoy their homes. They enjoy doing the things like mowing the grass and, you know, upkeep and all that. That's fine. Everybody has their own thing and there's different types of, you know, full-time RVing. Uh, you know, everybody does something a little different. Um, and I've met people, you know, they some have uh, uh, a shouse or a shed and a pad, you know, and they call that home and then they travel. So it just depends. I mean, everybody, they have to find the thing that fits. And what's amazing to me is there's a lot of young couples that, you know, aren't even retirement age, probably not even close, that are full-time RVing 
and you know making it work so yeah i mean with the cost cost of housing especially in some areas of the country mm -hmm. i can see why younger couples are looking at that you know if you're living in an area you're looking at an apartment that's 12 or 1500 a month and right you know you could you know rv if you have a remote job anyways and nothing there's nothing tying you down mm -hmm. um you know there's better alternatives to you know save money and still live decently you know so yes uh-huh so yeah there's definitely a lot of options out there uh, and like you said you know there's more than just camp hosting uh, you know there's amazon jobs uh, there's all kinds of remote jobs in uh, working in it and customer service and things like that that's available mm -hmm. uh, that you can do on the road so all right, um, all right. lots of different fields um there's even you know people who do medical transcription and all kinds of stuff. So pretty much any kind of field, there is something out there that can be available for remote jobs. Yes. And uh, it's just a matter of doing the, the legwork and really digging and, and finding what you can do uh, mm -hmm. to try to support the lifestyle that you're wanting to do. Yeah. And uh, traveling nurses, you know, you, t you talked about inscription. Uh, traveling nurses is a big one. Yeah. Um, and they make pretty decent money. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you know, nurses in many parts of the country are at short demand and they'll pay, you know, sometimes huge signing bonuses and mm -hmm. anything to get nurses to come in and do the work. So, um, you know, they can make really good money doing traveling nursing. And um, I'm really sure I didn't even realize that was a thing until we started YouTube and started running into other channels that did traveling mm -hmm. nursing. Yeah. And, uh, but boy, you know, it makes sense. I mean, even just here within the state, people who don't travel full time are having to drive halfway across the state for different jobs. You know, they work this this city one day and they work another city another day. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, so I can see why so many people are looking to do this kind of thing and, and just get out and about and kind of enjoy the traveling right along with it. Sure. Yep. Okay, so let's see what time we got here. We got about quarter two. Yep. So, anything else you like to share on uh, work camping, Steve? Uh, yeah, let me see. I know you've done a lot of live streams on work camping. Yes. Uh, I just recently did a uh, Corps of Engineer Park uh, interview with the, uh, the volunteer coordinator uh, for the uh, park we left. Uh, in uh, November and she was uh, you know she was happy to, to to do the interview and she talked about you know opportunities there for a volunteer and for the uh, uh, they have a bid process for some of the positions and uh, talked about that a good bit have a few videos about that uh, you know our actual what we were doing uh, Okay. And I'll drop a link to your channel down here in the chat, too. Okay. If anyone's in here that doesn't know who Steve is, which I highly doubt it, but we'll drop I'm, a link I'm, down here. Yeah, I'm looking. I think I know all those all those young uh, young peoples. Yep. Um, you know, make sure if you haven't been over to Steve's channel for a while, go over and show him some love. Uh, get his views up here. Let him know the Northwood sent you over there because uh, Steve's a great guy. You've been a great guy in the community. Uh, ever since uh, we all ran into each other through uh, Bob, and uh, 
you know, Bob's been a great guy, and we're trying really hard to get Bob on here next week. Uh, all dependent on his internet connection where he's at next week, but uh, we uh, have a tentative date for next Wednesday, and uh, we'll get him on here, and we'll we'll kind of all celebrate Bob and what he's done for the RV community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob, Bob's awesome. He's uh, he's uh, got a lot of passion. He does. I don't know he where does. he gets his energy at that age. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> might might be pharmaceutical. I don't know. It might be. <laughs> you know, he's that age, right? <laughs> well, once a hippie, always a hippie, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, uh, Steve. Yeah. But I'd like to go ahead and thank you very much for joining us tonight. And uh, I think we'll go we'll go ahead and let you go here, and we'll get this thing wrapped up for tonight. Uh, okay. Appreciate you taking uh, the time and uh, joining us, and uh, just sitting down and having a good old chat. So sure, I absolutely enjoyed it. Thank you very much, and I appreciate you having me on. All right, talk to you later. All right, see ya. All right, guys, Steve Turtle, make sure you go over and check out his channel. Let him know the Northwood sent you. Like I said, go ahead and uh, you know leave some comments over on his channel. And uh, just show him love because, boy, he's been a big part of this community all along. And uh, we greatly appreciate him. And uh, the, uh, the views that he has on work camping, out of everyone in the RV community, I think he has... Um, some of the, the most knowledge and work camping of anyone that's in the, our immediate group of RV years here. And, uh, we were really glad to have him, uh, uh join us tonight. So. Shout out MJ too. Yeah. And, uh, I know, uh, Lori is telling me over here to make sure that we shout out, uh, MJ from endless RVing. I know that she's, uh, been having some health issues and I believe you said she was back at home now, right? Yeah. Um, but MJ is back at home. She's doing, better right now and we hope that continues and uh thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers uh for uh mj izzy and jason all all is well over there at endless rving so and with that i'll go ahead and remind you guys if you want to become a channel member click that join button down below we do members only live streams on thursday night uh at 8 p.m and it's uh kind of the more what the whole wacky wednesday uh theme used to be which we do it on Thursday night for members now. And uh, you can become a member uh, down below the join button or by going to members.thenorthwoodsrvlife.com. So appreciate each and every one of you for joining us tonight. And with that, we'll go ahead and we'll get signed off here. And uh, we'll see you again next week, guys. So have a good one. Bye. <laughs>